The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. It's worth flashing back quickly to uh, the campaign trail when Trump was trying to sway supporters, particularly uh, voters in the pro-Israel community. It was a good campaign issue because we had just come from eight years of the Obama administration where they were quite upfront and honest about their efforts to kind of have some distance with Israel and uh, be more willing to criticize Israel. So as part of his uh, effort to sway these pro-Israel voters, Trump made the declaration that he would move the U.S. embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv, where it is now, to Jerusalem. That's a pretty big promise because it takes a clear stand on the status of Jerusalem, which for Middle East peace is a major issue. The Palestinians also stake claim to this. Congress uh, passed a law in 1995 that mandates the U.S. embassy be moved to Jerusalem, Israel's capital, but every president since then has issued a waiver that essentially says in efforts to foster Middle East peace and my um, executive power as a president, I will not move the embassy. Um, Bush did it. Uh, Obama, of course, did it. And now Trump in his first test has done this. The waiver uh, delays any future decision or moving of the embassy for another six months. So essentially what this is, is to some, I think, breaking that campaign promise. Now, the White House would tell you, no, I spoke to them just this morning about it and asked them, well, what's the deal? You were very adamant about moving the embassy. Trump said be one of these day one uh, promises he'd uphold. And the White House was pretty clear with me, um, which I appreciated. And they said essentially that, look, the president is trying to focus on restarting peace talks, getting the Israelis and Palestinians back to the table, moving the embassy at this time would clearly upset the Palestinians. So this is an effort to appease them. However, the idea and the urge to move the embassy is not off the table. So essentially, they'll revisit it in six months. And that's where we stand kind of at this point. So this is, in essence, an olive branch to the Palestinians to say, hey, we're not going to move the embassy if you guys come to the table and start talking about peace. But isn't this the same movie we've had over and over again since that initial declaration and since that initial delay that that was signed by Bush years ago? 
Yeah, well, I think that's um, uh, kind of what this White House is is missing. Every president kind of comes into office and uh, looks at Middle East peace, picks up that portfolio and plays with it a little bit. The Obama administration certainly did in its first term and found that it was nearly impossible, even though they exerted so much pressure on Israel. They thought it would foster goodwill. But at the end of the day, the Palestinians have an incredible unwillingness to actually come to the negotiating table in good faith. And I think in many ways, uh, Trump's administration uh, being naive on this issue, the the people who are handling it, not just the president himself, but Jason Greenblatt and others who handle this portfolio, I think that they've been swayed by the rhetoric of the Palestinians. That is Mahmoud Abbas, the Palestinian Authority president who came to D.C. and said, look, we're going to stop incitement that is uh, calling for the killing of Jews, uh, dedicating buildings named after terrorists, things of this nature. And the president's team kind of bought it and and really believed the rhetoric from Abbas that uh, the Palestinians are willing to come to the negotiating table. But as somebody who's not only lived in the region, but has covered this for uh, more than a decade now, I can tell you that's always where we start. And it's always a lie. And in my assessment, it continue uh, it will continue to be a lie in the president is is falling forward and will waste a lot of clout, I think, uh, not just with his Israeli counterparts, but with others trying to foster peace. It's it's almost at this point um, a wish that is never bound to come true. But uh, the president believes he can do it. So he's going to uh, pursue that, I think. Yeah, I, I do believe. And we're talking to Adam Credo from uh, the Washington Free Beacon. You, you should follow him on Twitter because he's always got something interesting to say and uh, has a little fun to him too, which I appreciate, Adam. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. And Well, you know, I think this president envisions himself as that ultimate deal maker and that if he could be the guy to pull it off, I've said it before here, he would pretty much demand they carry the the Nobel Peace Prize to him in Trump Tower and hand it to him if he gets this done. But we've seen, as you mentioned, presidents before say i can get this done how tough can this be and yet here we are today with the same statement with the same delay and i just don't know how much of a broken promise this will be if he doesn't get it done in the first year if in let's say six months from now for in the fall and he comes back and says well we made some progress but uh i need to hold off on moving the embassy again I wonder what his Jewish support will be like, what that what that very prized group of voters will say to the president and if it'll affect the midterms. I, I think they're doing the political calculus now on it. Do you have any sense on that? Yeah, I tend to agree with that assessment. And I would say beyond just the um, status quo remaining the same, uh, the Palestinians continue to foster terrorism. Uh, There continues to be stabbing attacks, bombing attacks. They happen routinely in Israel. Uh, They they don't always get as much coverage, though. Our news media certainly likes to cover when uh, Israel does something such as uh, uh, go into a Palestinian territory to kind of root out terrorists. But yeah, broadly, I agree with your assessment that six months down the road, and the Palestinians are very good at this, that is giving very 
very little, but getting a lot in return. The president, in his own hubris, very well might say, look, I think I'm making progress. But uh, he, he might be fooling and deluding himself. Every president has kind of believed this. Clinton certainly came closer than anyone else, but still was not able to pull that trigger. And that was mainly due at that time to the Palestinian leadership continuing to support terrorism and giving no leeway when it comes to discussions. Look, the Palestinians... Uh, really don't want a Jewish state. So a two-state solution is not necessarily viable from the 50,000-foot perspective, let alone the nitty-gritty that is territory swaps and things of this nature. So, uh, again, I would say I think uh, Trump's advisors are pushing him in the wrong direction if they tell him that they think he can uh, do this. And, again, it's not. this is not a real estate deal. This is a political deal, and the realities of that are very different uh, than doing business. Uh, I mean, they're all deals, but this is certainly something very different than brokering a monetary agreement. This is two people with uh, so much tension and so much hate and so much uh, build-up history that it's very difficult to break through that and not getting easier. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand.